hope you enjoy it. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. This is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, unlocking the power of sleeps and dreams, man. This book took me for a ride. Um, I always thought I slept pretty good. What would you think about it, Steve? I loved it. I uh, Matthew Walker himself changed my entire lifestyle when I heard him first on the podcast, so I finally was able to read the book, and it still had even more impactful things that I learned. You should walk up to him someday and say, man, he yeah. changed my lifestyle. <laughs> It really did. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, he'll be impressed. We just talked about it with, um, how it used to be if you're sleeping in, you're lazy. Yeah. But now it's kind of changed. Oh, yeah. That's what I was doing. I was staying up super late and not just to, to have fun. I was working hard, but I was like really sacrificing sleep to do so. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the idea that people that, that, um, one of the things that just came out the most in this book is how important sleep is in our life. And if, Sleep is unnecessary. What an evolutionary mistake. Right. We spend a third of our lives in bed. So if it serves no purpose, then why are we doing it? And if, if you can get away with doing less with, with, no, with no consequences, why wouldn't you do it? And this book uh, disproves all of that. Like sleep is incredibly important. It's probably the most important thing you could ever do because if you do not sleep, you literally will die. Right, like you can't live without sleep. So you get, there's things we have to do. We have to, we have to uh, eat. We we need calories to survive. We need water. We need sleep. We need procreation as a species. So those are the four things that have to happen. And this book is going to talk about all of the variables of sleep. And we're going to go over them at a high level. But the big ideas I want to take away are some of the some of the current threats to you getting a good night's sleep and being able to perform because it's not just about answering the bell it's about what your ability is when you're you're um, awake and alert or drowsy and uh, lethargic and that unbelievable like there, there's uh there's studies that he did about you know with patients that uh or subjects that had no sleep in a control group you know they, they kept them up by design and studies of people that had adequate sleep and they remembered more they performed more yeah uh, Remember that? Yeah, that's what's that's what switched me when I heard him on the podcast is that all the f- stats with just less than a six hour night sleep, seven hours, I think it was six was like six was the minimum or, or seven is the minimum, but anything under six, a lot of his studies were reporting that your brain works worse, mm. your memory works worse, your cog- your cognitive functions, physical functions, everything worked way worse just from one hour less compared to even and then it gets worse every hour you lose so five hours four hours so if you're trying to stay up to trying to get things done Mm. then you're the next day you're going to not remember those things they're not going to be comprehended by your brain as well and then you're just working less and less efficiently for just a couple hours of sleep so you sleep a little bit more you work you feel better number one and then on two you're learning and you're performing better everything all your decision making is better it's right. just a huge shift you know it's funny in corporate culture where people that that work late and make make it into the office early are are admired and they're given promotions the reality is the people that sleep in and get drunk yeah. uh, <laughs> are just as ineffective like there's no relevance to whether or not someone uh, gets up early and stays up working hard and late. In fact, there's a lot of data that suggests their performance will be significantly reduced 
in that. So let's get into um, the book on sleep. And the, the first thing that I, I want to talk about is the circadian ryth- rhythm, that 24-hour clock that comes and goes. And this is uh, like your internal clock. So you have a rhythm that is optimal. I actually just bought the uh, Aura Ring as a result of this book because <clears throat> I wanted to measure uh, how I'm sleeping. And we'll talk about the stages of sleep basically two sleeps, non-REM and REM, and then how the circadian rhythm that you have is unique to you, but for the most part, all humans have it. And by the way, whether whether or not you're in a natural sunlight environment uh, due to where you live or due to what you do every day, some people work into the night, your, your circadian rhythm comes and goes automatically. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like my, my, my aura ring is telling me my circadian rhythm has me going to bed optimally at, at 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. So that's, that was a big part of it as well that I learned from the book is the rhythm is I knew about the circadian rhythm, but I didn't realize how powerful it is because the sleep cycles are different at different parts of the night. So eight hours is not eight hours at different parts of the night. So that rhythm you've been carving and what's good with the sun and what you've been working on, if you do that rhythm correctly, you're getting all the sleep cycles and all filling all the gaps. You're getting the right amount of deep sleep, the right amount of REM sleep. But if you go to sleep way later than your normal rhythm, then you're missing some of that because your body doesn't, doesn't shift that quickly to when you fall asleep. It's, it's in a rhythm on its own. So at the end of the book, we're going to give you some suggestions that the author recommends to get a better night's sleep to make you uh, literally live longer, be smarter, be more effective, have better sex. Like there's there's so many things that sleep has to do with being optimal as a human being. We're going to give you a lot of them, but we're going to talk a little bit about some of the myths. Like there's a myth of melatonin. He said it's probably one of the most uh, over-recommended supplements because melatonin doesn't help you sleep, right? The, right. The, the, it, it helps you get to sleep. It's a... It's a chemical that, or a vitamin that helps you get to sleep. So he likens it to, you know, if uh, if uh, sleep is a race, right, from start to finish, melatonin's the starter, has only one mm. function, just gets you to sleep. All right, so it's only it's only effective if if you're having problems getting to sleep. Um, a lot of times he talks about that with with jet lamp, but the 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 chemical that gets you to sleep or the molecule is adenosine. Right. Right. Adenosine's opposite. Is caffeine, so the receptor that makes you go to sleep. It's almost like a dam filling up with water, right. and then at the end, it tips over when you finally have to sleep. It this this accumulates all day as you as you as you do things, and at the end, when you feel real real tired, it's that molecules accumulated so much that you have a you know yeah you want to go to sleep, and you do. He calls it sleep pressure. Yeah, sleep pressure. So if you're having trouble sleeping, one of the things that um, you know, a lot of people like I. One of my few vices I have left is caffeine. I know you don't drink it as much as I do, um, but now I stopped with my new Aura Ring. I've stopped taking any caffeine after three o'clock, so I'm I'm getting like eighty five percent sleep scores on my ring because it tracks the, the the stages of sleep that I'll talk about in a second. Um, but caffeine stays in your system between five and seven hours, and it and it's a countermeasure to adenosine. Right. So the reason people <laughs> you know, need that sometimes to get up in the morning is they haven't slept well enough. If you need caffeine to get up, all right, you don't need more caffeine. You need more sleep. Yeah. And then one last thing on caffeine, there was a, an, an, an experiment that was conducted on spiders. Did you see the spider web? 
They gave the spiders. They had a control group of spiders that had no caffeine. Oh yes, yes, that then was they wild. Gave them, like heroin and yes, morphine it was and marijuana, and they gave them caffeine, and they were making the most f-ed up webs. Yeah. <laughs> like the spider on caffeine was way more f-ed up than the heroin and the and the, and the alcohol. You know, they, they it was pretty remarkable. Like caffeine, I guess, uh, does a job in your brain, right? Yeah. It, it was sporadic. It was all over the place. It was no pattern. Does, does your sleep device help you manage your brain? Wa- does it show you the brain waves? Yes. Oh, my God. It's the most fascinating thing. Actually, I don't know if it says shows it on my thing, but it does yeah. my heart rate. It does my heart rate. I don't know if it does my brain waves, my heart rate, brain waves. There's something. Well, there's three squiggly lines on mine. Well, the aura ring, anyway, just teaches you about the three, the three stages. You're either awake, all right, which means you're up and about and at it. Right. And that wave actually looks very similar to REM, but there's a lot of different things happening. And then you got what's called uh, uh, non-REM. All right. And non-REM sleep is dominating the early part of the night. Um, and it's it's a it's, it's supposedly as a role in memory. And then you got REM, you know, REM sleep, rapid eye movement, which is dreaming. And they all have their role in in your sleep. Like, uh, you know, when you're awake, you're receiving the world. And when you're in deep REM, you're reflecting on the world and, 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 and transcribing that. And then in, in, in REM, it's uh, integration. Those are the three stages of, uh, of the purpose of sleep is like your brain's doing all this stuff. Oh, there was a really big part I want to mention that really stood out to me, which was the REM, how it's sort of an emotional therapy for your brain. Yeah. And the PTSD patients, a lot of times they have these nightmares. That's a really common symptom of uh, PTSD patients. And he was doing that study and he realized it was a chemical not being balanced. And so the brain, what it does is you, when you have these traumatic events, it tries to use REM to heal it emotionally. But because in these PTSD patients, for some reason, they weren't producing this chemical, they weren't getting to that REM stage. Mm. So it was like a broken record. And every night they kept trying to heal that trauma and it never would heal. So they would, throughout their waking day, they'd be uh, stressed and have anxious anxiety and have these flashbacks and things like that. And then every night they'd have these recurring nightmares because their brain kept trying to heal it. So they found this, I forget what it was, some medicine that helps them balance those chemicals. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the, or they might've had the nightmare, but they had the full dream. I don't know if it was that specific, but then they started to heal, sleep better, and they stopped having the the symptoms during the day as well, they started to feel better, which was incredible. Yeah, people that don't get into REM sleep, um, they're not dreaming. And what happens when you dream is an actual, the same is true for the opposite, is adrenaline happens when you don't dream during the day. If you have stress in your life, it, you know, it's going to show up in the form of adrenaline. You have extra adrenaline in your body. And the during, during dream sleep, something called noradrenaline, which is its opposite, is a countermeasure to relieve you of that. So it's, it's a, a lot of things happen. And, and of all the things with our body, I think sleep is just still the most misunderstood part of it. But this book debunks a lot of the myths of sleeping. Um, and and, and the, another purpose of dreams, one of the best stories I saw in the whole book was during a dream, Paul McCartney wrote... The, the song yesterday oh i love these yeah so he had a he had this a download while he was dreaming he dreamed the song and there's a beautiful beautiful passage where he talks about how he gets up there's an upright piano and he starts finding the notes that he remembered from his dream and he wrote yesterday 
Unbelievable. Wrote the song. It was a download. So there's problem solving, creativity, and other things that exist in dreaming. Um, And, you know, so sleeping is is incredibly important. And the benefits are, are, are obvious. There's studies in here about, you know, how do you remember? You know, the sleep helps you remember more. Um, so if you sleep before and after learning, you're more likely to remember more than if you remember something and don't sleep. Even a short-term nap. Did you talk? You remember that part? Yes. Like if you, if you sleep and you take a nap afterwards, you're going to like almost uh, download that that information onto your hard drive, you remember it more. Right. All kinds of studies. There were studies about kids that, that um, you know, two groups, one that that, um, that crammed for an exam and went out drinking and one that that, uh, that didn't. And, they you know, they pretty much forget everything. Yes. Um, you don't remember because you're deprived of sleep. So that's a, a pretty pretty cool thing. And, and sleep sleep makes you more skillful. Um, sleep makes your 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 machine perform better uh hussein bolt was known for taking naps you know hours before uh his his track records yeah it's crazy that it's like all these different things there was a part in the book it was like opening of a chapter that said you it's like it was a fake ad for for medicine it was like this thing will reduce your anxiety boost your cognition uh, have you have more creative ideas, all these different lists of these beautiful things that are helping relieve the negative and increase the positive. And it was just right. like, just get seven hours of sleep. That was the answer. That's it for all of that. I, I legitimately seven hours. I yeah. can't tell you how much better I feel. How much I believe, I, I believe I'm actually, I don't think I'm any more smart, but I'm, but I feel smarter because I remember things. Brain's well, firing well, better. Well slept. Yeah. Um, the opposite of good sleep is bad sleep, insomnia. So there's a, a lot of, eye-opening concerns about insomnia, um, you know, because of the triggers for insomnia are emotional concerns and worry and distress. Anxiety will make you lay awake and, and you know, and this is the, the snow globe that I talk about. If your brain's highly wired in a bad way, it's very difficult to sleep. And if you can't sleep statistics say if you can't figure it out you're going to be more susceptible to alzheimer's to uh, cardiovascular issues with your heart your strokes high blood pressure diabetes weight gain pretty much every bad thing that can happen to you will happen to you worse if you don't sleep including testosterone you won't perform as well sexually your immune system will be deficient you'll be more likely to get uh, sick if you don't sleep, I remember when I was uh, in Boston and I, I, I had very, very, this is not 2016 in the fall, I was terminally ill. I um, think I had uh, what I was told was under 90 days left. And I woke up one morning and I had people visiting me for obvious reasons. And my doctor was sitting next to my bed and um, he looked at me. He says, you got to sleep more. Um you know, your body heals when it sleeps. The longer you sleep, the more likely it is you'll live longer so you could get a potential transplant. Mm. You got to get people out of your room. All right. Because one of the worst places to sleep, I can attest to this, and anybody else who's been in one of these places can, is the hospital. Mm. There's all kinds of buzzes and clicks and ticks uh, about it. So, what do you think the worst thing is for sleep, Steve? 
Um, the worst thing for sleep. I think a lot of it's caffeine, like you said, because a lot of times people go through the whole day and that interrupts it. But the very worst thing I think is inconsistent because then you're you're not getting quality sleep and you're probably not getting the right hours. So you're just really inconsistent and, and then it's spiraling because then you're going to be tired. You're going to be taking naps. You're going to be all over the place. So I think a lot of times I see people want to stay up or they, they work through the night or they wake up, they don't just sleep in and or they have a bad sleep and then they're really tired throughout the day. So they take a long nap and then now they mm. took a long nap late in the afternoon that they're, they're up again because they can't get back to sleep early. So I think it's the routine of it, I would say, because yeah. then everything falls into place. Everything falls into place. So if you want to live a long life, you want to, you want to look at the lifestyle of someone from Ikaria. <laughs> you know what Ikaria is? It's, yeah, I remember from Greece, I think it was. It's the island where people forget to die. <laughs> you are four times more likely to, to live over 90 in Ikaria. There are incidents of heart disease, diabetes, stroke, anything. Depression, anxiety is all non-existent, very, very low. And they, they, they have the siesta. They take a nap every day. So in Greece, there was massive tourism. So Greece used to shut down, I think it was like, I think it shuts down from 11 to 2 or one, maybe 12 to 2. I think it's 11 to 2. The mainland Greece was overrun with tourism. They stopped adopting the siesta, <clears throat> which the Romans adopted from the word sexta, which is the sixth hour halfway through the day on the 12-hour sundial, uh, which isn't actually 12 hours. But they stopped doing it in mainland Greece, and they they'd never stopped doing it on Ikaria. On Ikaria... People live longer in Greece. All the problems that they they never had are now there. Heart disease, insomnia, uh, all the problems, the nap, just the simplicity of the nap. So putting a nap into your routine earlier in the day, not later, all right, are some of the ideas that can help you live a long life. I'm actually going to do a book on the Blue Zones in a couple, yes, couple more po- awesome. podcasts. I gave you one, didn't I? Uh, you had one yeah, for me. I don't yeah, know if yeah, I grabbed it yet, but yeah. All right, so here are some tips. He puts in 12 tips at the end. I'm going to roll through them. Stick to a sleep schedule. Figure out what your uh, circadian rhythm is and stick to it. If you if you can, invest in a device that tracks your sleep, and then you can start to be a scientist of your own experiment. Uh, stick to a schedule. Don't exercise too close to bed. It'll create too much adrenaline. Avoid caffeine and nicotine late at night. And nicotine all the way, in my opinion. Alcoholic drinks before bed is probably the worst thing. We didn't even talk about booze, but if you, right. want, to, you want to have a bad That's night's sleep, yeah, have a cocktail. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Absolutely no data that supports that alcohol helps you sleep, but it helps you sleep badly. It's bad, yeah. yeah. That's Lar- probably number one. Large meals late at night. Um, you know, you want to, you want to make sure, uh, avoid <laughs> late naps, take an early one. Yeah. Uh, relax before bed. Have a digital sunset. We've talked about this. Um, I have adopted... The principle, there are no phones in my bedroom, right? No right. F- no phone usage in my bedroom. I turn it off, I put the alarm on, and it goes down. So I don't use it in my bedroom. That's a first step because that's a big problem that the world has is the digital input. The blue LED lights are horrible for you. Um, another thing is to take, you know, your body temperature is a big part of sleeping, so you want to make sure your body temperature is, is lower. All creatures have a lower body temperature when they sleep. All right, that's when the body starts to recover. Uh, so if you reduce your your temperature in your room down, um, and a great way to, 
to, to, to create an artificial environment of this is to take a hot bath or a, or a hot shower. And, you know, turn the gadgets off. No gadgets. Turn all, all the little bleepy lights. And everyone's got all these stupid things in their bedroom. Uh, and you want to have the real sunlight come through in the morning somehow. But you don't want anything uh, coming in at night. So blackout curtains, dark as possible. And the last thing is, if you're in bed and you can't sleep, don't lie awake in bed. Uh, it makes it harder to fall asleep. He says, get up and, 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 and go leave the room or just go sit in a chair until you feel tired again dude it's funny real quick it's funny because the alcohol is so distant from my life i have a cocktail here and there and you know i went to a wedding had some wine whatever oh wow champagne to celebrate but but it just that doesn't do anything for me and it also i think rogan said this really well he said he's so addicted to his training that that's his addiction and that's like what gets him going so that's like it takes away when i drink anyway that is definitely by far the biggest one because it dehydrates you so it's physically bad for you and your brain and then you don't sleep so not only is it bad for you as you're drinking it too much but then when you go to sleep you you don't get any of the benefits and now you're it's bad and then you have the cravings because you're so tired it's just that's definitely the worst for your sleep yeah it's it's terrible i mean particularly if you're drinking a lot yes Um, shout out the recreate app yeah, here we go. We, we're releasing our, our new app, Recreate. You'll see a, a link to be in the test group. So what this is, is a daily dose of mentoring for a better life to transform. And I'm delivering uh, tips, tools, tricks, algorithms in the form of a daily domino that's going to come every single day. And then I'm reviewing, obviously, and, and pulling the greatest ideas from the best books of our time. There's about 50 books on there now, and I'll be adding one at least one a week. And then interviewing experts. I have had a number of amazing interviews. I just talked to Johan Harry, who just came out with a great book called Lost Connections. And he's agreed to come on the show and talk about lost connections, how we have lost connection and it is fueling massive epidemic of depression, anxiety, and how to get out of that. All right, hope this was helpful.